गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीबॉडी आई स्निग्धा शर्मा आई एम गोइंग टू प्रेजेंट द हिंदू एडिटोरियल डेटेड सेकेंड डिसम्बर टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी दिस पॉडकास्ट इज फॉर दोज हु डू नॉट हैव टाइम टू रीड न्यूज पेपर दम सेल्स द एनालिसिस ऑफ द एडिटोरियल इज गिवन ऑन द लास्ट सेगमेंट ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड हैप्पी प्रिपरेशन The first article of the day is the perils of deregulated imperfect agri market. The Farm Acts were legislative misadventure while much more is needed to address the genuine fears of farmers. This article is written by R Ramakumar. The eruption of massive farmers protests across India against the Farm Acts has shocked those in the seat of power in Delhi. According to Gitta, the government many private markets will be established, middlemen would disappear, farmers would be free to sell any bar and fa- farm gate prices would rise. But the protesting farmers do not accept these claims. They believe that farm gate prices would fall with the intensification of a corporate presence in agricultural markets. They also believe that the government ultimately wants to phase out the MSP system. Let us look at the major claims and their merits. Due to speaks constraints the focus here will be on the farmers produce trade and commerce promotion and facilitation act 2020 that is fptc act more mandis needed an important assumption behind the fptc act is the mandis controlled by agriculture produce marketing committee that is apmc are mono monopsonies in rural areas this assumption itself is specious first official data shows that even for paddy and wheat respectively only 29% and 44% of the harvest is sold in a mandi while 49% and 36% is sold to either a local private trader or an input trade dealer in other words de facto a large proportion of indian harvest is not directly sold in a mandi farmers are forced to sell out said the sell out outside the mandis for two reasons the first is that there are not enough mandis in 1976 there were 4145 large markets in india with their average area served at 775 square kilometer the national commission on agriculture has recommended that every indian farmer should be able to reach a mandi in one hour by a cart this average area served by mandi was to reduce to 80 kilometer square for this the number of more mandis was in increase to at least 41000 but there were only 6600 mandis in 2019 within an average area served of 463 km square using another set of criteria a government committee in 2017 had recommended that india should have at least 10130 mandis so by all counts india needs not less but more mandis the second reason is that most small and marginal farmers given their small marketable surplus do not find it economical to bear the transport cost to take their harvest to mandis thus they end up selling their harvest to a village trader even if at a lower price even if private markets replace mandis small and marginal farmers will continue to sell to traders in the village itself the situation will change only if economies of scale rise substantially at the farm level 
second de jure too the freedom to sell outside mondays already exist in many states already 18 states have allowed the establishment of private markets uh, outside the apmc 19 states have allowed the direct purchase of agriculture produces from farmers and 13 states have allowed the establishment of farmers markets outside the apmc Despite such legislative changes no significant private investment has flowed into established private markets in these states private markets have emerged in some pockets for some crops but these are by no means widespread the reason for poor private investment in market is the presence of high transaction cost in produce collection and aggregation when private players try to take over the role of mondays and the village traders they incur considerable cost in opening collection centers and for salaries grading storage and transport the more the number of smaller marginal farmers are the higher will these cost be corporate re- corporate retail chains face additional cost in urban sales and storage as well as the risk of perishability this is why many retail chains prefer purchasing bulk quantities of fruits and vegetable from mondays rather than directly from farmers transaction cost even if private market emerges the size of transaction costs are likely to offset any decline in mundi taxes as a result there is no assurance that the farmers would receive a higher price in private markets in the existing private markets too there is no evidence of farmers receiving higher prices than in the mundis in fact if transaction costs exceed mundi taxes the cost would be transferred to the farmer as a lower price this then would imply a stronger squeeze on the farmer than a at present many commentaries treat taxes and mundis as wasteful this assertion is not fully true first much of the money taxes are reinvested by the apmc to improve market infrastructure a fall in money taxes would reduce the surplus available with apmcs for such investment second in states such as punjab the government charges a market committee fee and a rural development fee the punjab mandi board uses these revenues to construct rural roads uh, run medical and veterinary dispensaries supply drinking water improve sanitation expand rural electrification and provide relief to farmers during calamities such rural investments will also be adversely affected if mandis are weakened the fate of msps without a doubt msps would continue to survive on paper as the government will have to procure to maintain a minimum buffer stock however many po- policy signals point to a strategic design to weaken the msps first input and labor costs are rising sharply in agriculture this necessity necessitates a regular upward revision of msp to keep pace with cost of living however msps are rising at a far slower rate over the past 5 to 6 years than in the past second the government has not yet agreed to fix msps at 50% above the c2 cost of production as a result farmers continue to suffer a price loss of rupees 200 to 500 per quintal in many crops third the commission for agriculture cost and prices that is cacp has been recommending to the government that open ended procurement of food grains should end 
these policy stances have set alarm bells ringing among farmers in punjab haryana and western uttar pradesh most crop sales are at msp through procurement centers including the mandis the farmers in these regions legitimately feel that they have been dealt a doubly whammy if mandis weaken in private markets with no commitment to msps expand they fear a gradual erosion of their entitlement to a remunerative price if mandis weaken in private markets do not sufficiently replace them they fear that the world would will uplifted by unscrupulous and unregulated traders as barbara harris white a scholar of India's agriculture markets once observed deregulated imperfect markets may become more not less imperfect than regulated imperfect markets steps to be taken discussions between the government and the farmers can be constructed using a broad framework based on two focus points first india needs an increase in the density of mandis expansion of investment in mandis infrastructure and spread of msp system to more regions and crops this should happen hand in hand with the universalization of the public distribution system as an affordable source of food for the poor second we need just just need more mandis but also better mandis apmc needs internal reform to ease the entry of new players reduce trader collusion collusion and link them up with a national e trading platform the introduction of unified national licenses for traders and a single point levy of market fees are also a step in the right direction however if we go by the union finance minister's statement in november 2019 the government thinks that the apmc system has served its purpose and the state should reject the dismantle mandis such statement betray the real intent of the government which is not misled engine of protesting farmers further the branding of protesters as anti national and khalistanis has only helped to further alienate the farmers from the government the government's legislative adventurism with the farmers was misplaced to begin with but it is never too late to rethink unconditional talks with farmers should be an appropriate starting point r ramakumar is a professor at tata institute of social sciences mumbai The second article of the day is a misguided policy that cuts deep into patient safety. It is impossible for Ayurveda to incorporate surgical techniques while ignoring the other de- domains of modern medicine. George Thomas is the author of the article. The basic requirements of mag- medical practice is the safety of the patient. Surgery is a branch of medicine in which poor training can have dramatic and disastrous result. This is the strongest argument against the ill advised move of the government of India to allow graduates in Ayurveda to practice surgery. Apprenticeship is key. Surgery in the present era is an interdisciplinary endeavor. A well-trained anesthesiologist keeps patient free of pain. Other specialist doctor address any other illness that the patient has before surgery can be safely performed. The well-trained surgeon must have a good knowledge of the structure of human body in health and disease. This is one of branch of medicine where knowledge can only be acquired through apprenticeship that is the learner needs to be guided by an expert it takes many years and much exposure before a graduate in medicine can safely perform surgery it is an aphorism in modern medicine that a surgeon needs to know not only how to perform surgery but when importantly the surgeon needs to know when not to perform a surgery a skill commonly known as uh, or commonly called clinical judgment 
these skills are difficult to teach and difficult to master errors in surgery can be devastating data from the united states suggests that up to 4000 surgical errors could occur each year despite well considered controls on who can perform surgery efforts to reduce this rate focus on better training besides professional codes legal mechanism can have been developed to ensure safe medical practices in india the consumer protection act serves as an incentive to modern medical practitioner to provide health quality uh, high quality health care even this legal mechanism is not accessible to the poor it is quite clear that there is no shortcut to safe surgical outcomes one simply cannot get away from it safe surgery requires years of training the idea of competence with uh, uh, without comprehension should not be guile us into believing that surgery is a suitable object for its application anecdotes of people not educated but able to perform complex tasks should be understood in the framework of the psychologist ramson's skill rule and knowledge based error model some complex ta- tasks are set of repetitive steps where the person acquires proficiency merely by practice for example using a complex machine without knowing how it works this is not applicable in surgery where novel situations are often encountered and a good knowledge base is essential to solve problems which may no uh, which may no not have been previously encountered what constitutes safe surgery modern medicine is an integrated whole in which specialities have developed from the understanding that the knowledge base is so vast that a single human can only ever hope to master a few of the domains required in order to provide the best possible outcomes to patients modern medical training consists of a basic degree during which the fundamentals of functioning of humans in health and disease and techniques to diagnose illness are taught increased knowledge in various domains is obtained through post graduate training all these domains work together in order to ensure safe surgery it is impossible to uh, impossible for ayurveda to incorporate surgical techniques while ignoring all the other domains of modern medicine and still perform surgery safely and effectively what is scientific knowledge how is it to be transmitted is there any sound basis for different scientific systems in the modern world more specifically can there be fundamentally different explanations of how the human body is structured and functions these are all important questions and have implication for policy in healthcare important decision with potential to seriously harm thousands of people should not be casually made without clear answers safe and effective healthcare should not become a casualty of a misguided desire to protect indigenous systems traditional knowledge in india have become the victims of self-serving apparatchiks of fossilized fossilized it preventing in development and growth human knowledge is universal resource ever growing the way forward is to incorporate traditional medicine system into modern medicine could deepen inequity the quality of medical care received in india is highly dependent on personal resources surgical facilities yani manned by graduates of ayurveda will be patronized on only by the very poor who do not have the resources to access modern medical care this will further entrench the existing grossly unequal access to health care an epidemic of catastrophic complications disproportionately affecting the poor can be expected if surgical procedures are performed by poorly trained there is a shortage of trained medical personnel in rural areas the only way to address this is to greatly increase the number of government medical colleges this will take a few years but it is safe and effective policy safety of patients would not become a victim of misguided policies based on poor understandings of what safe surgery requires yeah
third article of the day is winter worries. Targeted containment of COVID-19 can work, but there is no room for complacency. New Home Ministry guidelines to check further spread of COVID-19 during the winter months starting from December reflect the government's concern that the gradually reviving economic activity should remain unaffected by ongoing containment measures. The centre has mandated that statements declare containment zones online, identifying them with micro targeting to minimize this impact it has also prohibited any lockdown at state and city levels without a prior consultation with the ministry such advice might appear redundant coming as it does uh, after a long unlock phase that permitted the relaxation of restrictions on almost all public activities barring regular flights and trains and the onus having shifted to citizens to avoid getting infected several states with a perceived decline in new infections have opened up even more in tamil nadu for instance finally year in person college classes and medical courses except for fresh entrants are to reopen on december 7 this is a time to reiterate province safety norms considering that india has about 4.48 lakh active cases out of a total of 94.31 lakh cases recorded thus far and where almost 3/4 of a new infections are concentrated in eight states and union territories including delhi encouraging results from vaccine trials and the likelihood of early uh, early emergency use authorized authorization have weakened vo- voluntary caution and citizens are yielding to pandemic fatigue health authorities might reinforce a message at low cost interventions such as masks good ventilation and distancing norms cannot be abandoned evidence from the lockdown in india shows that the reproductive number for covid-19 representing the number of fresh infections caused by an individual was indeed reduced by severe curves although the outcome varied by location at the end of april as a lockdown record eased india has over 30000 cases and 1153 deaths in all but 7 months later there were 39000 8 and 8 and 6 and 433 deaths in a single day november 29 underscoring the continuing challenges the prime task before health administration is to convince that every citizen that there is much to be gained through inexpensive lifestyle modification a study of 131 countries published in the lancet in estimated the benefits of restricting group gatherings to 10 people and how reducing physical attendance at workplaces could bring down the reproductive number by 38% in one month universal masking with 95% compliance is projected to reduce death dramatically in another university of washington study evidently the entire economy stands to benefit from such painless interventions while sparking doctors and frontline health workers of deadly risk the central government has rightly prioritized targeted containment but it should not standardize testing protocols across states and not dilute the message of safe behavior by laboring over the point of recoveries and low per million fatalities